Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 643, featuring guest Ian Bailey from March 2nd. The source on this one is a Kevin tape from 2016. Uh, first, an update on the next couple episodes uh, and the previous ones. Uh, episode 641, scheduled for release last week, was discovered to be 644. It will be released tomorrow. Episode 641 is now an unknown episode, but it seems to be new, so it's not best of. But it's lost the time, possibly forever. Listener Nick was able to determine that 635 is for sure a best of episode, which means we probably have already aired it in the feed, so we're not missing much unless they played a lost step from 97, but that's so unlikely. It's probably not what happened. Probably a 98 episode, something from February, maybe January, and we could actually just recreate it minus the new intro if it had one, which sometimes they didn't. Uh, listener Brad noticed that F-bombs in I Choose by The Offspring went out unbleeped. Uh, this is how the show aired without censorship, so it seems to be by mistake. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Engineer Mike or Engineer Brett was in there. I can't recall. Maybe Engineer Mike got suspended for this happening, or maybe it was when he was off. Maybe it was a contract dispute. It doesn't. It's a little unclear. And listener Pete discovered that the closing three four minutes of episode six thirty is actually a chunk from six twenty three. So the mystery solved on all of those. Uh, thank you very much, fellas. Uh, please feel free to chime in if you notice any inconsistencies or mistakes or anything we can fix. Uh, that'd be great. And then for 643, and this episode is completely new to the archive, long lost, uh, never known to even exist. Uh, Ian's making his classic Love Line debut and only known appearance. It's a one and done. Uh, this was recorded after his first two big jobs. He guest starred on Buffy, uh, season one, the episode The Pack, the Hyena People episode with Xander. And then he was also in the Askew Universe sister project, A Better Place. It was like a teen violence uh, movie. It was written directed by Vincent Pereira, who's the official Kevin Smith uh, and View Askew historian. View Askew or Kevin Smith movies of a certain universe of characters. And he's kind of akin, I guess, what I am for Adam Carolla, but uh, of like a similar age. Maybe more official, I don't know. Uh, Ian is fresh from a two-episode stint on Dawson's Creek. The uh, Road Trip episodes, if you remember those. And he's promoting a short-lived TV series, Significant Others. He would go on to star in Band of Brothers, which probably you know best from. And was about to work on Fight Club. So they may have already started Fight Club, or they're about to, which is interesting to place this show in history. I haven't even had time to listen to this one yet, so it's a surprise for all of us. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thanks to everybody helping on Patreon. I still owe you one solid month of four days per week, and I owe you six weeks of five days per week. That's coming. You paid for it. And I'm going to offer some new options on there, so you might want to check it out. And, again, thanks for all the help. It uh, means a lot. And sorry that I'm turning into Lucy at the assembly line with all the chocolates trying to get these out to you. <laughs> trying really hard here. Uh, mahalo and get it on. Dr. Drew. Oh, yes. Man, do we got a show playing tonight. Drew? Yeah. You playing some show, right? Yeah. Okay, sure. Good man. 
I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Me, guy who's 33, talks about farting and whacking off it's on amazing. the radio. It's, it's great. It's something you have never gotten over, have you? No. I let some. I did some good damage in I, here about I, I, 15 I, 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 minutes I've ago. I've never seen you quite so delighted. <laughs> you know I don't laugh very easily. Do you laugh? I know. You don't think anything's funny. No. Except farts. Except farts. Do you farts. laugh maniacally when you masturbate, too? No. That's when I got my game face on. All right. All right. Ian, ba did I get the phone number out yet? No. No. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Even. Uh, even. <laughs> Ian Bailey's here. Ian is from uh, Significant Others. That is the show that is on Fox, that is on where Party of Five used to be, because um, they're all going down for plastic surgery, I hear. And they'll be back in the fall, I guess. And until then, well, they'll may come they'll back at a different six, spot, or how's that in, work? They'll be back in six weeks, six? Uh, as soon as we're done with our run, and then hopefully we'll come back in the in the fall with our own time slot, and and they'll go back to theirs. So let me try to figure out how the mechanics work uh, works first. In the old days, a show would go down, and they just show reruns, right? Like, you'd, we'd be watching reruns of Party of Five at 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights on Fox. Only over the summer. I think that's how it works. Is that you do a full but season. But five years ago, wouldn't we? Oh, I see. You do a full season right. first. Uh, well, see, they're kind of, they have a different schedule than most shows. Most shows go in the fall, and then in the summer they show reruns. This show is a, a spring kind of show. And, and so what they do is they put you guys on. They see how people like uh, your show, mm -hmm. and if people like it, it's going to be over in six weeks no matter what? Yeah. Well, and then we'd go back to filming in late July, and then we'd be back in the regular fall schedule. Right. So, so how, many show, how many shows do you have in the can? Six. And uh, the first one aired last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Second one uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. And then, so you basically were done with this. I'm done. I finished a week and a half ago. And uh, how's the response been? It's been really good. We've gotten uh, we've gotten a lot of good reviews. New York Times loved us. USA Today loved us. New York Newsday, New York Post. There's a uh, there's a guy named um, oh what the hell's his name? He works for uh, National Urban Radio. Ron uh, Brewington. Ron Brewington, <laughs> who I think should have his name changed to Ron Shillington because this guy loves every movie, every single movie that's so, ever come out. He's now he's it's enamored he, by. he's like the anti. Um, a critic now, because if I see Ron Brewington you know attached to a movie, I just run out of the room screaming. <laughs> I tried to call the guy on the radio once and try to figure out whether, A, he was a liar, B, he was being paid by the movie industry, or C, he was just the biggest effing idiot uh, that has ever been put on the planet. It's got to be one of the three. I'd go with the idiot if I was him. At least it doesn't uh, imply criminal activity. It's him and Jenny Wolf's Hollywood. Oh, Those are the two. Those yes. are the two. All right, so they didn't review it. No, no, That's they good. didn't. Thank God. That's good. we got to get Ron Burlington to uh, review the show. <laughs> well, see, you only put them on as your reviews if you didn't get any good ones by anyone that's else. That's right. Anybody out there that sees the name Ron Burlington attached to anything... It, it burn it and run. I don't care <laughs> if it's on the back of a visa bill. I, I don't care where you see the name Ron Burlington. It is the mark of death. <laughs> Ron Burlington. It, it, remember the. Uh, it's. It, it should say like, made in Iraq. That's. It's it really. It means the same thing. No, no. Right, There's so, a return address from the Unabomber. Right, Ian. Uh, uh, that's good, Drew. Uh, shut Drew's mic off for squeezing <laughs> another bad show. 
So, Ian, uh, you come from, uh, I want to say Solvang, but it's not there. No, you're right. It is. It's San Ynez Valley. And right. That's, that's where Solvang is. Oh, home of Anderson Split Pea? Oh, that is a scary, scary place. Split Pea Anderson. Uh, hold on. Turn his mic back on again. Thank you, you. You know you're in bad shape as a town when they advertise the soup factory <laughs> is one of the big major digs. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure L.A. has a soup factory or two, but you don't see it on, uh, you don't see it on the sign. Yeah. On, yeah. L.A., the home of Campbell's Soup. Right? It's, like it's funny, because, yeah, whenever I drive up north, it's like, whoa. And you start getting a, you start getting a hard-on for it after a while. First, you see a sign, 500 miles, split pea soup. And you go, yeah, we might swing by there if I have there, to go to the bathroom. Are, then you see the next sign, 250 miles. And you go, some split pea soup would sound good about now. And by the time you get to, like, the... Next exit, Anderson Split Pea. You're like, I I need Split Pea soup like a heroin, uh, like a junkie <laughs> needs his heroin. There are two other versions of that I know of in this country. One is an old set of signs on the way to Las Vegas. Remember that? Bun one? Boy. Foxies. Oh, no. I remember the Bun Boy. Time ago. Bun Boy's claim to fame is say, stop by and see the world's biggest thermometer. <laughs> Foxy. All right, those are the two signs that you live in a crappy town. A, uh, you're making soup and you're advertising it. B, you got the world's biggest thermometer. The other is a place called Wall Drug, North South Dakota. You, you see it all the way from Minneapolis to the other end of South Dakota. Who are you? Drug uh, store in the state. Did, you like Hauser all no, of a sudden traveling the, 80, the country? The 80 or the 70. I that, Please. Yeah, I'm going to cut back from college. Yeah, and you know what was funny? Uh, on the way to Vegas... Uh, it's in Baker, the Bun Boy, by the way. Uh, the way, and they have their own radio station. But on the way to Vegas, you'll see signs uh, every 20 feet for Bun Boy, huge, big billboards. Bun Boy, Bun Boy, Bun Boy. We finally stopped and had a hamburger at Bun Boy. It sucked. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, you were calling your half the name of your restaurant has the word Bun in it. You guys can't uh, crank out a hamburger. Foxes was good. Oh, it was? Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway, from the Solvang area, so that means you're you're probably relatively sane, right? I think that would imply the the latter. I mean, I mean the the opposite. I mean, solving's a crazy place. There's a, a bunch of Swedes or uh, uh, where are they from? The from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, Denmark. Oh, oh. yeah. And then we so we've got the uh, we've got a lot of Danish people in town, obviously. And anyways, people come to the town, and all they want to do is buy able skeevers and and pig out at smorgasbords and buy uh, liberal zabbats. Holy Christ, what's a Labrazab? That's a dog, yeah, isn't remember it? Remember the old, uh, you, you used to try to do the beginning of the old Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get some braggots and some roads and some breeze of mine. <laughs> Is that what he was saying? Yeah, he was speaking like, Danish? Yeah, sounds like I it. had no idea. All right, uh, let's not get too far off uh, the bean path yes. here. So you you, uh, you grew up out in the uh, Solvang. You, you, you studied um, in, in high school, and then you went off to New York to go uh, study acting more? Yeah, that's right. And then when did you finish that up? I finished that uh, the year after. I went moved there uh, right after I graduated high school, went to school there a year, then came back out here. Well, New York, Solvang, same place. Yeah, sure. I mean, really. Absolutely. <laughs> Was it culture shock oh, for yeah, you there? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, San Inez, that whole area is really small. And right. I, I went to New York. I knew nobody. I lived in a YMCA up mm. by Central Park. and. Mm, and that's a crazy situation as it is. It's just a bunch of... Uh, Alcoholics. Sure, there's lots of those. Uh, I saw... <laughs> what are alcoholic guys who work out? You, no, share, no. You, you, share these, you share these bathrooms oh. with everybody, communal bathrooms, and I saw the, the most disgusting sight I've ever seen one time getting out of the shower. I saw an old man... I mean, I pulled the curtain, and there's an old man's butt right in my face with a, a big tennis ball-sized... Coiter? 
thing. I don't know. It was just Hemorrhoid. red and uh, I think nasty. That's called the you know, it could be right in my face. No, it could be a where you start off the day. rectal prolapse. Ooh, oh, collapses out of the rectum. Oh, that sounds right. To yeah, me. you know, I don't know if you spent any time at the Y. I spent a little time at the Burbank Y. Uh, not no overnights, but a, a few few long afternoons when I was out of work. Dudes walking around naked. Old dudes shooting pool. Nude. <laughs> Once you get old, you do everything in the nude. Apparently, uh, you know, a pair of trunks would be too constricting. <laughs> and, you know, you got to keep one foot on the floor when you shoot pool. Thank God. But guys shooting pool in the nude. They had the pool table where the gym, uh, you know, where the locker rooms were. And I don't know. There's something about a why that makes one of guys take guys want to take their pants off. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but I'm, uh, I am going to go down and move into the Y and live there for one night and then move back into my palatial estate just so I can yell at my kids. I was living at the <laughs> F and Y, so don't give me that crap. Here you go. All right. You want to go to the calls? Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Carmine. Oh, uh, Adam? Yeah. Hi. Okay. Um, this is my problem. Every couple of weekends, uh, I have to go to speech and debate tournaments and every single round like six or seven people will speak and it'll be my turn and I'll get up and right before I have to go up I'll just get a raging blue vein or erection mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what do you do it, I, you walk up really slow and hope it goes away mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you guys talking about Crap! Just what do you what do you debate in speech and debate? By the way, it varies every year. Like, give us last week's topic. No, it's one year, one topic. All right, what was last year's topic? Juvenile crime. And uh, that gives you a boner. Well, no, it's like it's the it's the it's geriatric rape. It's the Tourette uh, version. Yeah, it's, uh, the yeah, it's penile the, Tourette. It's. Yeah, I had penile Tourette's when I was uh, in high school, too. It was like I could wear uh, Levi's uh, every day for six months. I wouldn't get a boner. But as soon as I went to school one day in a pair of sweatpants, I had a boner the entire day. And this is the same guy that when it comes time for performance. Oh, you ever been with a woman? Uh, no. Yeah, you know, the thing that's uh, interesting, uh, Ian, about um, our friend Carmine and his penis over here. Carmine and his penis. Let's uh, write that down. That's a good uh, title for a children's book. This guy will have an erection when he's delivering uh, this debate on on a, a juvenile delinquency, but uh, and he'll have it the entire time. But Sidney Crawford's in front of him. Soon as uh, he gets naked and gets with his girlfriend, the penis will go limp. Carmine, I've yet to experience that. Adam. You haven't. No. Okay. And so this happens every time. Not like every time, but a good. Two out of four, half of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you might. Uh, here's just a, a tossing out a suggestion. There, there is medication for stage fright called Indorol. Really? They really? Can, they might. Yeah, it's a beta blocker. It decreases What's some it of called? the Indorol, or there's a whole bunch of medicines in that same class. But you basically blocks the physiologic response to the anxiety. Had it no, wacky it has, or anything? It really has limited to no effect on your cognition. Why don't uh, you score me some of that, Drew? Because you don't need it. What do you mean? Look at me, I'm a mess. God, we, we go to these performances for 8,000 people, and I'm like, hey, I don't want to get there until it's like three minutes before I have to walk on the stage. Well, because I'm so nervous. And then you have to take coffee in order to be able to stay awake to do that. Well, that's just a defense. All right. Maybe I don't need it, but Ian needs some. Yes. 
right, Carmine. Yeah. yeah, but again, that might make you less less sort of uh, right. terminally preoccupied, so to speak. Uh, extremely. Angry. Carmen, how many times a week do you do this? Uh, they're on weekends, so like, I don't know, every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And w- you wouldn't get an erection um, normally during that time. Oh, no. It's not part of your rhythm. Is that what you're hey, asking? Carmine, pretend you're involved with a speech and debate tournament here, oh, and speak okay. up a little bit, would you? All right. Enunciate. No, so you don't have a penis. I mean, it's not like you you had a boner anyway. No, it's just associated with the nerves, I guess. Right? It doesn't matter what I'm looking it's at. Just the the who's there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Oh no. Okay. I could be at the Y. All right. Here's what you need to do. You got to wear uh, tight slacks, uh, cor- a corduroy or uh, like a Levi variety, like a denim yeah, variety, heavy, and then wear heavy. a blazer and let it hang down in front of you. All right? Yeah. Oh, and you know what to do with your penis? Tuck it up against your belly. Tape it to your leg, maybe? Tape? No, no, that's that's very dangerous and negligent advice. Uh, Shut Ian's mic <laughs> off, please. Put it up against your belly. It goes away. Mm. Know what I mean? No, you yeah, I know about? what you mean. Yeah. yeah it does. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about, Ian? Turn Ian's mic back on. I think it depends on the... No, it does. The peculiarities of individuals and Adam. Yeah, you got you got to put it against your belly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. For some people, it might make things. things nah, put it against your belly. And it doesn't really show that way anyway. When it's going, see, ah, but here's what it is. On the Wait a minute, I've gotten to the bottom of the whole penis process. The penis needs pressure. You know what I mean? Like, like if you have an erection, like this is why you get an erection when you're sleeping, because you get a little something going and it's pressing against the mattress the whole time. <laughs> I think people that sleep on their back have less erections than people that sleep on their belly. I'm sure it's documented somewhere. I know it is. Ian, you know this makes sense. You sleep on your belly? Uh, Mostly on the back. Mostly on your back. I still get them. Yeah, but you don't get them like I get them. I get them like I'm trying to penetrate the box spring. (laughs) I mean, it's the pressure. And so when you wear it down, it hits the pant leg, and it tries to pull up, and there's a sort of constant pressure. If you take it, you lift it up and put it against your belly, it takes away the pressure. Think about that. Yeah, or if he just adjusts before he walks up on stage, then he'd be fine if he puts it up on his belly. Adjust it to the belly, it'll go away. Plus, the blood just drains right out. Think about it. Really, it's a heady discussion. Mike, you know what I'm talking about, right? Jeff. (laughs) Jeff. Mike knows enough to nod now when I call his name. Jeff. We're moving on, Jeff. Oh, Oh, there he is. Jeff. Um, First off, I just want to say, uh, yes, kick ass. Thank you, Jeff. What's your question? And, uh, What's your real name? My, my question is, um, <laughs> I was going over to my friend's house, and I walked in and I caught my girlfriend cheating on me with him. Mm-hmm. They were, like, making out on the couch. Yep, they're both done. All right. That's enough of that. But um, they don't... Listen, Ian's from Solvang. He knows enough to know that's uh, the end of the relationship, that's right? Probably, yeah. But um, they don't they don't know that I caught him, so... Mm, but d- what difference does it make? Should I just dump her? Yeah. Go ahead and dump her and dump him, too. All right. Also, also um, I just want to say, producer Ann has the sexiest voice I've ever heard. Were you talking to Ann? Yeah. You sure it wasn't Sherry? It was Lisa. May have been Lisa. Lisa. Hold on, let's do a little test here. Girls, don't say uh, what your name is, but uh, Ann. No, say my Le- name Lisa, is Ann Wilkins. In no, in no particular order. Yes, both to say my name truth. is Ann Wilkins. That's right. Go ahead. Ladies. I'm not yeah, hearing I can't you. Hear you. Mike, would you yeah. try it again? Go ahead. All right, you tell go. us which one is the real Ann Wilkins. Go it's ahead. Trevor has screened the phone. Oh, for Christ's sake. She yells at me for doing bad radio. 
Say, well, it's whoever's no, for the love of Christ. It's not funny in the first place, Adam. Oh, All Jesus, right. Ann. Let me tell you, you are no funny barometer. Believe me, you're no yardstick oh, for comedy. Are. I certainly am. Ten years of training. Please. Good carpet. Let's try it again. Lisa, you say something into the mic. Oh. All right. <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Hi, Loveline. Was that the voice you heard, Jeff? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Now the other one that was... Uh... <laughs> All right, this is uh, forget about it. Us. Forget about it. All right, let's go on. Uh, can I fire people? Am I allowed to no, do that? No, I can't. No, you could be fired. Lily. Hi. Eighteen. Hi. What's Long going on? Listener, I yeah. just called for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've been on birth control for a month, mm -hmm. and today I noticed that there was some blood in my urine, and I'm really scared because I don't know what's going on. And I'd had a pap smear about a month and a half ago. And the report came back with, um, there was atypical squamous cells, mm -hmm. and they said I need to go to a gynecologist as soon as I can, and mm -hmm. I haven't gone yet. But I was wondering if that had anything to do with the birth control or something else. Well, the, the atypical pap smear yeah. uh, is not what you're talking about now, okay? That is, that is a, a early change that could ultimately become cancer. You understand that? Okay. So it's important to get that taken care of immediately. Because they said I need to get a, um, a gynecologist. How do I say this? Coloscopy? Colposcopy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. To prevent cancer. That's what the, hey, let me ask you seriously, Drew. Do the physicians sit down and purposely pick out words that they know laymen can't pronounce in order to get them an extra few bucks an hour? Because if you got your own secret language, everyone's an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird. Like colposcopy. You know, everyone's going to say, I, I, colostomy, uh, philosophy, philosophy. You, no one's going to be able to remember that or say that. What would you call it? <laughs> well, call, what, would you, what would you call it? What I'm saying is call it whatever it sounds like. What What is the procedure? It's basically a telescope looking at it in the cervix. All right. Um, uh, call the uh, snatch scan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but the point is, is you call it something that where people know what it right, is. It's right. in, you know, don't stop using so much Latin all the time. All right. Anyway, and the blood in the urine. Are you having any other symptoms at all? Uh, well, it felt like it felt like a kind of cramping, and I just finished my menstrual cycle, so I thought it might have been that. It was very, well, very mild. I suspect, I suspect that it's unrelated to anything and just a urinary tract infection. Because okay, I know this sounds crazy, but I had a lot of sex this weekend, so right. I thought maybe that's it might how you been. that's how you get a urinary tract infection. So and, uh, I need to be seen for that. We're called a honeymoon cystitis. How many what? Honeymoon cystitis is the old term for that. How many different guys were you having sex oh, with? Just one. Oh, just one? Yeah. Okay. okay. So just go a get a couple times. But get, I mean, like, would that have caused? All right. Lily has nothing to do with the pills. Not doing uh, anything. It's just the fact that you had a lot of sex this weekend. It's the trauma to that area pushes bacteria up into the bladder, and you need to get it taken care of right away because this infection can go up into the kidneys and cause a very serious infection. Ian. You got a girlfriend? Oh, uh, no. No. Single guy? Yeah, pretty much. Why does he remind me so much of somebody? Does he remind you of somebody? Uh, no. Jason Patrick? A little mm, bit. No, see, I'd... Uh, in his younger days. I'm going... I'm going... All right, wait a minute. What, all right. I'm going to think of the guy's name. Who? He's, he's in my... He, I have him pictured in my mind. He was uh, in the movie Wind. They got to work for Drew. Yeah, a birdie. Uh... The engineer Mike, Matthew Modine. Thank you, thank you. He smokes more pot than the, than the, the island of Jamaica, and yet Mike. he's very lucid. Yeah, that engineer Mike. 
See, they say pornography rots your brain, but I don't know. Look at Engineer Mike. Keeps him like the ninja. He's <laughs> sharp. All right. Focus. Don't you think a little Matthew Modine there? Yeah. Drew, you know Matthew Modine? No. Is? <laughs> <laughs> a little Matthew Modine there, ladies? No, absolutely not. Please. Engineer Mike, a little Matthew Modine here for uh, Ian? I feel so Hey, it is a love line. I'm Adam Carolla. That'd be uh, Dr. Drew. The uh, show we're talking about tonight is Significant Others. That is uh, on uh, Fox, Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock, and um, Ian Bailey is here tonight. So, you don't think he looks like Matthew Modine, uh, Engineer Mike? All right, that's what I like. Well, I wish I could get Ann to do what Mike does. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 3108-5045. Rachel. Yeah. You're 22. Uh-huh. What's going on? Um, well, I did, I had got married a couple months ago, about five and a half months ago, mm-hmm. and I would say a couple weeks ago, we, me and my friends were out, and I had met a guy, and lately from when I had met him, you know, stuff's been going on with him, and we did sleep together once, and I just don't know if I should stay with my husband. Why did you get married in the first place? I guess we just thought we were in love or something. How many kids do you have? We don't have any. Oh, really? That's that's two in a row of people I really felt would have kids. Did somebody get have some sort of accident where they can't have kids? No. You haven't been using protection, though, have you? Have with who? With your husband? No, not with him. The f were we just talking? <laughs> so what do you? Why haven't you gotten pregnant? Why? Because I guess. We're just not ready. We don't want any kids or anything. Mm. Hold on a second. Uh, let me ask Drew. I think I'd have a better, better shot here. Do you want to react it? Uh, or? No, I just think I have a better shot of finding out uh, why she hasn't gotten pregnant with uh, you, Drew. I, I, I really see. do. I see. Uh, I know it seems like it'd be easier to talk uh, to the listeners. Judging by her uh, level of sophistication, I suspect she may have some chronic tubal infection, something like that. Okay, so but she's not have, been on the pill. Yeah. Or he hasn't been using a condom. Right. And he could have something wrong with the sperm, too. But I bet the tube, that's certainly the most likely. So they have definitely would have tried. They've they been did. trying. Well, they're not trying. They're just not not trying. You're not using any years. kind of protection, right? Five and a half months. No. How long have you been together, Rachel? 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 Oh, maybe she hung up. Rachel? All right, we'll put her back on hold. So what I was trying to here here's here's what I'm saying, Ian. And this happened last night. I get a vibe from people, and I think, oh my God, these people have 15 kids. Yeah. That's my my biggest nightmare is they have 15 kids. And then I say to them, do you have kids? And they say no. And I think to myself, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I think, wait a minute, something's wrong. Yeah. Because they're not responsible people. Because I got a 15 kid vibe from them. And then you ask them, how come you don't have kids? Uh, have you been um, involved with some sort of we don't want to have them. or something? We don't want to have them. And then they tell you, no, they've been humping like rabbits. It just hasn't happened. And that's usually the vibe. It's yeah. just um, usually there's a few kids of all that. So anyway, uh, Rachel's cheating. She has no kids because, um, not for lack of trying, but just because. She had that little girl happened. voice, too. I wanted to do gambling on her, perhaps. Uh, she's still gone. Rachel? Yeah. Ooh, oh, you're back. Where were you when we were? It was just cutting in and out. Oh, okay. All right, so you don't use birth control with your husband? No. No. And do you want to have kids? Not right now, later in the future, but... Why don't you use birth control, then? I 
just have a one dinner. I, but Rachel, you if unless there's something wrong with your fertility, you will have kids. Yeah. You, Rachel, you don't want to have kids, but you don't use birth control. Okay, well that's not what I was asking. All right, but I'm asking that. Don't you think you're going to get pregnant? Yeah. So what's wrong with you? I mean, why are you so foolish? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure. See, I have like a spidey sense, and oh. I thought when I was speaking to Rachel, she I should thought, have three kids. She should have at least yeah. three kids, yeah. and I and I was right. Yeah. And I uh, mean, from a emotional. How long been with your husband? How long? About five and a half months. You, you met him the moment you got married. Yeah. Where'd you meet him? At just the bar we went went out to. You went out to a bar, and then you went out and got married. Well, after a while, we just dated for about four years. All right, Drew's, uh, Drew's done with you, Rachel. <laughs> hey, Rachel. Uh huh. I'm going to need you to uh, concentrate very hard on the questions that we ask you. When was she at the bar? When she was 16? Yeah. When were you at the bar? Um, it was before I was or underage. Mm-hmm. We had got in. Okay, so you went and cheated on your husband. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to know whether you should get a divorce. Yeah. Doesn't seem like you're in love with your husband, does it? I no, I don't think so. Did you use some protection when you cheated? Yeah. You did. That yes, what time? Yeah. Wow, what a condom? Yeah. How novel. <laughs> your vagina probably couldn't make heads or tails of that thing. <laughs> Never seen such a thing before. What is this? All right, you're done with this relationship. It seems to me. Okay. But what what is she leaving this to hop into next? Though? I mean, Something bad. Yeah. Well, how, 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 were you you, how were you left exactly? How old were you when you left home? Um, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Any weirdness at home? No, everything was fine. Normal family. You sure? Yep. Uh, no one did anything weird to you, huh? Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. You work now? Do I work? Yeah. No, not right now. Why not? Um, I. Just looking for one. Okay. How do you support yourself? Um, just savings. Savings from what? Whose savings? <laughs> My savings from when I was little. Well, Somebody die and leave you money? No, it was just a put away fund. Okay. Rachel, I'm not really getting to the bottom of Rachel here. No. Rachel. Uh huh. Go back stop, to school. Stop cheating on your husband. Yeah, I figure that out. You're an adult now, right? Uh-huh. You're 22? Yeah. All right, act like an adult. If you don't want to be in the relationship, then get out of the relationship, but don't don't go around cheating. Okay. Okay, and um, I'm hoping... No, I don't want to say that. It sounds too cruel. I hope your husband's sterile. Okay. Yeah, because you really shouldn't be having kids at this point. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I... I wouldn't really want Okay, one. well, if you don't want kids, why don't you use some protection? Is there something she can do where she could take her husband to a, a clinic and, and find out if he's sterile? Oh, uh, well, no, because we don't want, they don't want to have kids. We don't want them to We don't kids. want them to have kids. It's a society. I mean, we don't want sterile, to have kids. Yes, ultimately. She could get on the pill, right? Uh, she got a pill. She used condoms. Do something. She's got to do something. But shouldn't she find that out, whether he is or not? Uh, I think it's more appropriate just to get on some protection right now. That oh, right. All right. Why do I want because to kill It's quite an expensive and elaborate pro proceed process to go through to have somebody's fertility as assessed. Matt, you're 15. Yeah. What's going on there, Matt? Um, well, uh, when I was younger, I had uh, surgery, and apparently the penis was the head just didn't grow straight or something like that. 
and they we did it, and it's fine and everything now. But I seem to be growing hairs out of the opening now. Mm. Out of the opening? Yeah. Out of the urethra? Yeah. You mean like um, was it the flowers in a vase? Yeah. Oh. Was no. it that the urethra was sort of not closed That's all like the a, way? That's like a surrealist painting. Was it the urethra was not closed all the way? Uh oh, Drew's drawing a penis. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's always trouble when Drew draws the penis. It don't work very well. What is that? Actually, not closing through here. Oh, you mean that and crack? The urethra, yeah. that like big crack at the bottom? Well, the whole way along, it can it can not close anywhere along. Is this the bottom of the penis? Yes. What's the arrow for? It's by urine the way? coming out <laughs> prematurely here. You can't just draw urine. Oh, I see. So the urine comes out the bomb because the crack goes down there. Because it, the, the 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 tube isn't closed over on itself. Mm. Matt, what was the original injury? Just born Is that it, way. It just born that way. Born. But why would that make hair grow out? Because it it's epithelialized. There can be some skin there, and so then they fold it all in. There's it's not pure urethra. There can be some skin. So. So you can grow hair then where I never heard of that. Skin? Frank, I'm just imagining that could be a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And let me let me tell you when you uh, if you uh, go in to um, one of those clinics for, like, a waxing or something. Electrolysis? I'm sure they charge extra. I'm oh. sure. Or at least you got to tip them out. you got to tip them out. So, uh, Matt, yeah. how much hair are we talking about? Uh, just, like, three hairs. Ooh. You know, I may not mess with that. That may be your sort of ace in the hole sexually. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's a very competitive world sexually, and we all got about the same junk. But Matt's got those three hairs. And that may just be the the thing that sort of put him over the top sexually. Okay, Drew's uh, having none of this. Well, what should he do? Ian, no hair on the penis? I just pluck him. Oh, Ooh, that I would just do penis. nothing. Do, don't do really? About it. I mean, you can always just trim him. Can you just treat him like nasal hair or some other hair that you don't want? Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, yeah. All right, Matt, don't worry about it. All right, thanks. Okay. All right, how big's the penis? Oh, hmm. Not big enough. Not big enough. All right, that's a good answer. Wax. Now, could you imagine pouring uh, hot wax on your penis? Down your urethra. Oh, that sounds like a form of torture. Hey, is that, that'd be a great torture. You pour some hot wax down the urethra, you fill it up, and then it hardens, and the guy has to pee through his um, armpit or something. Uh, Bill. Yes, how's it going, guys? Good, you're 29. That's right, the oldest caller. Think you've ever had probably. No. Let's see. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's see Just kidding. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Getting married in two months. Mm -hmm. Getting a little concerned. Everyone I know that's married says the sex goes drastically downhill. Mm -hmm. This concerns me. Right. Any uh, thoughts, advice? Uh, well, here's my take. And uh, Ian, uh, how old are you, Ian? Twenty-one. Oh, just a kid. Look at him. He's just a pup. You shouldn't even be hearing all this being a stock <laughs> at twenty-one. <laughs> Here's what I think. It's not so much that the woman just shuts down sexually. It's that you get married, and oftentimes you get married to start a family. You have a few kids right. uh, with uh, with. Stressors. Now you got a few mouths to feed, so you right. start working a little overtime. Before you know it, it's a whole um, it's a whole um, collection of uh, different reasons. But it's the kids, it's the mortgage, it's the work, it's the stress, and then that all turns into not getting it on as much. Right. I don't think that women uh, necessarily dry up the or second that, or that has to you have a marriage. Hill, it, it just it just is less time, and you have to make time for it. What do you guys think of uh, you know sort of the fantasy role playing, uh, uh, having sex in the strain, you know, in different places? You know, the books that I've read. What are you doing? Well, 
you know, I try to I try to mix up the locations. You know. Does that matter to her? Uh, I think it does. Nah, it doesn't. No, I, I think it does. When you say location, you're not talking about in the butt, are you? <laughs> no, no. Well, no, not really. Right. Uh, you Out know, in your backyard or in your uh, couch, attic? Couch, car, right. uh, floor. Yeah, w- women like that. Yeah, sure. I like to mix it up. I'm just concerned about the whole thing because everybody I Once know... Once you're married, that's not going to be the issue. It, it's going to be your ability to be emotionally available and supportive. Uh, dragging the show And make, make her feel special. Uh, and if, the, if she's into all that stuff, then that's fine. Do that for her, but... You have to listen very carefully to what she wants, not what you think she wants. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Bill. All right. He's going to have no sex. Uh, we're going to go to break. This is a call we had last night we didn't talk to. Karina? Sure, you want to do that? 16? I thought you liked this one. What's that one? Uh, girlfriend only gets a bowel movement once a month? <laughs> Please. Once a month. Uh, bears crap more when they're hibernating, uh, don't they, Drew? I imagine. Do bears crap when they're hibernating, yeah? I don't know. <laughs> Be one of those good um, uh, idioms, though, where you go, does a bear crap when he's hibernating, well, son? if they're not eating, they wouldn't be yeah. going to the bathroom. Yeah, you never see a bear, like, head out, you know, do number two and, like, scratch himself and then head back in a cave, like, in the snow or anything. Right. Yeah. But I still go number two when I don't eat, you know? You would. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to go to break. I just want to talk to uh, Mikey for one second. Mikey? Yeah, hello? Yeah. Girl hasn't, uh, girlfriend hasn't had a bowel movement in a month? Yeah, that's what she claims. It's once a month, basically. Mm-hmm. Is it like 40 feet long? <laughs> I don't no. know. She claims it's pretty normal. Okay. Hold on a second. We've got to get this. Drew, how many uh, lineal feet of um, dookie would you say um, are extru- extruded from the uh, human anus each year? I don't Each year? I don't know. Well, think about it. Let's just think about it for a second. Let's just go to the break. You think about, about 10 inches a day? Maybe a foot? Maybe a foot a day? Somebody knows. You know, about a foot a day? Like two, six yeah, inches a day? The size of the person and the sex of the person, how much they eat. And... Well, and you got to figure it this way. Wow. What? <laughs> hey, Mikey, do you think she might be bulimic? Well, I got yeah. I got Mikey on hold while I'm trying to get the bomb of this. But that's what we're going to find. Ian, you, you can, I know get you're, the you're young. No. <laughs> but, Ann, don't you think if you go to the, if you go number two, let's say twice a day, and you, put, right. out, you put out an average of about, that's, uh, I was a carpenter. I can tell you exactly what six inches is. This is six inches right here between my right. fingers. Now, that's not a big duke. I'm saying a guy like me, I'm close to 200 pounds. I may put out 18 inches, uh, 22 inches of Duke a day. But someone like that. Maybe if you skipped a day. But you got to figure. The next day, you would. No, you got to figure. This is a foot. You got to figure a foot a day. And um, Lydia. I think boys poop more than girls. I think so. And Ann lets his little pink pellets out. I saw. They smell like Lorraine. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. All right, we're going to figure out uh, how many lineal feet uh, the human body puts out. Uh, the average size male or female puts out each year when we come back. Very important. Hey, it's the Loveline program. I'm Adam Carolla. That'd be uh, Dr. Drew. Ian Bailey is here tonight. Significant others. Fox, Wednesday night. Nine o'clock, which you call uh, one of your replacement shows. Uh, now, this is from the uh, creators of Party of Five, right? Yeah. So uh, one can only hope that it has that kind of success. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is Party of Five didn't have too much success for the first couple of years. It didn't that... really do well in numbers until this, this season. It's oh, a, really? It's Just a, this season? Yeah, huh? they were the, uh, the worst-rated show ever to get renewed in history. And hopefully, uh, you know, maybe we'll be the second. 
Well, I think I think this is the first. Oh, this is radio, right? Yeah. Uh, although on TV, yeah, we may have something. So I think that Oddville was kicking our ass for a while. What happened to that Oddville? They must have some kind of big syndication deal worked out or something. <laughs> All right, get ready, folks. MTV's got like uh, twenty new uh, um, pilots are going to launch this season, so uh, hang on tight. It's going to be a lot of entertainment coming your way. <laughs> All right, that's enough about that. Oh, they get pissed at me. And then I wonder why they don't treat us very good over there at MTV. Because uh, I get on the air and uh, yell at them twice a night. All right, anyway, Ian Bailey is here, and uh, the show is on tomorrow night. That's right. And uh, it's good-looking people getting in uh, sexually provocative situations. Yeah, in a way, but it's, it, I, I would, it's more than that. I was can't. this the one that had a teacher sleeping with his teacher and all that stuff? No. No, that, that's Dawson's Creek. No, Dawson's Creek, right. right. <laughs> no, this show's, uh, th- this is pretty much a show about... <laughs> Yeah, this, go ahead. This is a show about relationships with family and friends and lovers, and uh, it's, it's, it's a the, slice, slice of life. It's the thirty-something for the twenty-something. Hold on, that's is this what it's being compared to? Is thirty-something? Is this the show where the guy builds the little robot kid? And no, that's small wonder. That's right. I'm sorry. What was the show about? <laughs> True. And it's also it's also about uh, finding that time in your life at whatever age uh, it, you may be at when. You have a lot of doors open to you, right? And you uh, got to decide which ones you're going to go through because at the time they're closing fast. Which so it's uh, about deciding who you're going to be and what you're going to be. And well, like you that. know, it's funny. I was so re- I really hesitate to to say it's anything like uh, a Melrose Place type kind of show because it's just not. It's not. It's not a soap opera. I mean, and and, and that that show is great for what it is. It's just we're not in the same vein. Well, I was reading the uh, the uh, breakdown here, and uh, yeah, they said uh, you know it's that time of your life when you either got to crap or get off the pot or make yeah, a move, yeah. and these are things that could affect you for the rest of your life. Although it's the best analogy I've heard about it yet. When I was twenty one, I just did a lot of um, napping and watching TV, and look at me, everything turned out all right. Do the same thing. That's you're, right. You're still into that. <laughs> now I get a king's ransom for napping and watching TV. All right, so uh, Ian is here, and uh, where the hell were we? Speaking to uh, Mikey. Yeah. Yes. Mikey? Yeah. All right, so the girlfriend must have an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Or how do you know what her uh, Duke schedule is like? I don't know how it came up tonight, but... Tonight? Just, I don't know. Now how did she come about telling you this? Hmm? How did she tell you this? How did she bring this up? Um, I was talking about girls, uh, what they're embarrassed to say in front of guys or do around guys, and that happened to come up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe her at first. She's so embarrassed she holds it in from us. Yeah. I, I don't know. She swore up and down that it was... I know, but, you know, women say they don't masturbate. They say they don't fart. They say they don't uh, fake their orgasms. There's many a lie that a woman will tell in front of a man because she thinks she's going to disturb him. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at it this way. She's not going to brag about how much uh, she's on the pot, is she? No. Nah. <laughs> Although once a month, that's a, that's as bad a lie as me telling the Catholic Big Brother organization I only thought about sex three times a day. Um, does she have an eating disorder? An eating disorder? Yes. Yeah. Does she see a doctor about? No, wait. Or? Does she have an or, eating disorder? Oh, or, or I, I, don't know. I don't think so. Is she very thin? Hmm? Does she? Is she no, not, she's normal. Does she vomit or cause no, herself no. use laxatives, anything like that? That you're aware of? She doesn't vomit or anything like that, but she gets sick a lot. I was wondering if that's, that's in what funny. way? Just anything that comes around, she gets. Yeah, something's up with her. Uh, to, to to be doing that, if that is an accurate piece of history, there's something very very wrong. 
Well, let's say she was lying and she was crapping every two weeks. And even that is a serious business. Either she is taking virtually nothing in, uh, in which case nothing's being produced, or she really has done something to the motility of her gut. And I've seen bulimics do this, uh, where they use so many laxatives that the bowel loses its capacity to push stool through and it just swells up with stool and they have to actually have it... Something that, that I am out. so regular that I will crap the minute I eat, and it will come out in the shape of whatever it is I ate. In dookie shape. It'll be like dookie pie, dookie hot dog, Big Mac. dookie your name, baklava. Your name's Mike, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, just put him on hold there. All right. Yes, talk to him. Um, Mike, there's a way to find out. Go to her house and go to her toilet. Lift up the lid and look under the rim. And if you see splatters of puke, you know that's what's going on because that's where they forget to clean. It's under the, under the lid, under the rim of the bowl, mm-hmm. and that's how you can find out. And that's that's what, that would be a good thing to check out. And, and if she and if she is blaming, and particularly having this sort of uh, manifestation, she really does need to see a doctor. Hold on, Ian. What do you know about this? You're like uh, McGruff the puke dog. <laughs> how do you know about that? I I, I have someone uh, who uh-huh. is close to me who had this has has this problem, and uh, that's how. That's how you can tell? Yeah. It's uh, a girlfriend? No. Ex-girlfriend? No. Sister? Oh, yeah? No. No. Okay. Hey, Drew, what the hell was I going to tell you? Oh, I was going to tell you. Yeah, I got to tell you something off the air, by the way. About what? <laughs> All right, then. Uh, yeah, make a mental note. Uh, the conversation we're having before the uh, show. Nothing important, kids. What the hell are we talking about? All right. <laughs> Would you just relax? Karina? Yeah. That's good, though. Uh, what's going on? Um, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. How do you know when you've been popped? Popped? When your hymen has been popped? Yeah. And when that membrane has been ruptured, uh, you don't know, necessarily. You don't? And no, they're bleeding? You're going to bleed in discomfort, but uh, if she's never had sex, she it may or may not be there. Because, like, the first time I had my period, it didn't come again until, like, eight months after. And that was, like, a long time ago. And then, like, over the weekend, um, like, my boyfriend was banging me and then it started to hurt a little bit yeah and then i got like an unexpected really heavy period could that be it um it could have been it's possible well, wouldn't have, wait a minute you you had this unexpected heavy period yeah like i didn't pms or anything yeah but was it a while after your uh, boyfriend was doing stuff to you like that night yeah but it wasn't but wouldn't it have to happen right then you would think so I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what the heck she's done there, what she's talking about exactly, but uh, I doubt that that was necessarily the rupture of the membrane. So there would be no way for me to know? Mm, see a doctor. That could tell you. Okay. okay. Well, I wouldn't, look, well, if, you you're, if, if the hymen gets popped because it's of some sort of trauma, wouldn't it happen right there, like Tip- a yes. dam yes. breaking? Typically, yeah. It's not like the dam breaks and then an hour and a half later the water comes out. Right. Okay. All right? Yeah. All right. How's your boyfriend? Good. Okay. Getting into that finger stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do back then. I'm not into that anymore. True, you don't do that anymore, do you? Ian's only 21. He's out of that stage. There's no more of that fingering stuff going on when you get older. Sure, why not? Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's something weird that's about that. Right. I'll, I'll put my face down there, but I don't put my hands down there anymore. It's like, I, I don't know, it's something you did in a car in high school. It's, uh, why do it when you can have sex? You girls with me on this? And that never happens to you anymore, right? No, like you said, that's foreplay. It's a startup. That's how women, like, start to get heated up. I know they like that, but it just seems so, uh, I don't know, juvenile. 
man of my year. <laughs> Maybe you do, but I'm sure she doesn't. Yeah. Listen, when you only last 30 seconds, you got to find other ways. you got, you got to kill. <laughs> you got <laughs> to stall. All right, let's see. Emerald. Yes? You're 17. Yes, I am. What's going on? Um, I cheat on my boyfriend when he's down at college. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to have a boyfriend? Security? Good yeah. question. I mean, maybe you shouldn't have a boyfriend. If you just want to date other guys, that's fine. It's not other guys. It's women? Yeah. Are you lesbian? No. Well, a little bit. Is that just Gotta some... Be a little lesbian. Is I'm it... not a little lesbian. What are you doing with these lesbian. women? I'm... Well, you, are you canning for them, or are you actually having I'm sex? I'm waffling. You're waffling? <laughs> oh, i got to look I'm that one up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you have, you're, you're giving a woman oral sex? No. You're not? No. Is she giving you oral sex? No. Well, what the hell's going on, then? I like the company, the companionship. Yeah, if if you didn't. So have what is going on physically? Kissing. Well, yeah. If you were not, if you did not have a boyfriend, would you be trying to date guys or girls? It doesn't matter. All right, I'm done with you. Oh, that's Adam, it. Come on. No, well, I don't em like your attitude. Emerald is confused. Emerald's had a lot I'm of confused. stuff going on. Uh, 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 what what what, what situations growing up led to such? Uh, substantial confusion at your age. <laughs> Where do you want me to start? Ooh, should we gamble? No, it's too easy. It's too easy? Yeah. You're very cocky, Drew. I think we gamble when we come back from the break. All right. All right. Emerald? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. You're 17. Mm -hmm. You're experimenting with women, but you don't really... It's not lesbianism. It's this kind of experimentation, right? Yeah. You got a boyfriend. Yeah. He's going away to college. He is at college. He's coming back in, mm -hmm. like, the day after tomorrow. He's going away to junior college? He's at college. Junior college? No. Oh, really? A different college. Okay, got to right? look into this guy. He's 17. All right. We're going to get back to you. Hold on okay. a second. All right. We're going to gamble. Ian, you know the gambling works on this yeah, show? Yeah, I do, oh, but you're going to have to spot me a dollar. Okay. This guy I came in prepared. Car. That's all right. He brought in a 12-pack of Anchor Steam. That's, I had to send him back at least 15 bucks. We'll be back. Loveline. And I'm Colonel Dr. Drew. Ian Bailey from Significant Others is uh, in here tonight. And uh, we're going to step aside for just about 10 seconds and we'll be right back. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KUPD Tempe Phoenix. Why do we have that terrible music for the for the ten second break? Why can't we have something like the Cherry Pop and Daddy? Because people don't hear that, do they? That's a good intro. Yeah. They do hear it. I know. Why do we have to? Oh, you don't like that song? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's kind of porn. It's kind of. Uh, yeah. I like that. They're young. So, All right. Ian Bailey from Significant Others is here. Fox Wednesday nights, nine o'clock. It's a uh, it's a drama. Good looking people. Um, they got palms. They're young. No mincing. No mincing about. Yeah. It's not an Aaron Spellings thing, is no, it? No, no, thank God. Yeah, there's no mincing. Aaron likes to pull people down to the beach and have them frolic. He's no dummy, that Aaron Spelling. You know what cracks me up with guys like that? It's like, like Aaron, you got more money than God. You're 75 years old. Yeah, stop you, already. 
I'm convinced that these guys hate their wives because they never want to go home. Yeah. And it's like, I say to people once in a while, like uh, when I was talking to, um, who was it, Alexandra Paul from Baywatch. I said, listen, this David Hasselhoff's got more money than anybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why does he continue to work? Why not just stay, stay, stay at home and give us a break, by the way? Yeah. Uh, he does it for the art. He loves it. He loves it. Oh, yeah. He does it for the craft. I said, uh, Baywatch Nights. Sasquatch is uh, chasing someone underneath the Santa Monica Pier. He does it for the art. I, I've never had a bigger laugh in my life on this show. I really haven't. Aaron Spelling should do the same thing. Just stay home, you old geezer, and uh, wait for your checks. I, I wonder if pe you know people tend to overextend themselves always. You know, you yeah. get a loan for this and that. I wonder if people with that kind of money do the same thing. You know, I've got and a they friend. Have to, and they have to work to, to keep up with what they how they extend themselves. Oh. I've got a friend who's been auditioning for him real recently, and she's been in in these meetings with him a couple of times, and. The guy sits in on the meetings. He's there, and uh, I mean, he must see tons of girls. And she's one of the contenders for this new series. And what's he, it called? Uh, uh, Sand in the crash. Shannon Doherty, something like that. Something she, about the beach. I'm sure it's got plenty of sex and all that good stuff. Right. But he will sit there and lament over uh, whether she's wearing a. Uh, is that a Donna Karen belt? Uh, it, what kind of blouse is that? I don't like that. Come back in uh, next Wednesday with better makeup. Yeah, that, or, I don't like the the the, the ponytail. You gotta let your hair down. That's so. And the, he will sit there and. and point is, it has nothing to do with money, because a man has enough for a small nation. Mm -hmm. And at that age, I mean, the guy's got to be in his early to mid seventies. Wouldn't you want to just tell everyone just to f off and stay home and unplug the phone and just bowl in your basement? It's, it's those demons, though. People need to be pumped up sometimes. Mm. All right. Right. All, all right. right. But let's not let's not all kiss his ass and and say that uh, it's the love of the craft because no, the no, craft sucks. Not. Come on, his shows can, are junk. How long can you bowl in your basement for? Yeah, that? I don't understand why everyone doesn't give Aaron Spellings a whole load of crap. I mean, his shows are just it's just pure schlock. I mean, in in years to come, you think film students or uh, people that are uh, students are going to be studying Aaron Spellings? This is going to apologists might be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think of what the f was up with our society during this time. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this other uh, guy. Who's the other guy your wife likes? Steve uh, Kennel. Oh, Stephen uh, J. Kennel. Yeah. yeah. Hey, He's you, not bad. He does some good stuff. Yeah, like, like a the A-team. <laughs> he did the A-team? <laughs> he did the A-team. Yeah, he's done a couple of decent ones and then just some of the worst junk ever. But it's amazing. Uh, this is really one of the only businesses in the world where we look at guys like Stephen J. Cannell and Aaron Spelling. Is, uh, these are um, this, this is the benchmark. Geniuses. This is the geniuses. It'd be the equivalent if, if there's some surgeon you knew who had a couple of brain surgeries go okay, but he basically like turned a lot of people into vegetables. Would, you wouldn't you'd run him out of the business, right? Mm. I think we ought to do that with Aaron Spelling. All right, now that I'm uh, never going to be on Aaron Spelling show, <laughs> Emerald, who's seventeen, she has a uh, cheating problem. Oh, we're going to gamble on her. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Ian needs a dollar. Drew, you got a dollar? Yeah. What? You were spying on the dollar. I was. Yeah. No, he's. All right, he asked me, but I'm asking you. All right, I'll give him a dollar. There's your dollar. All right, throw that back over here. Drew seems to think he she uh, he has a handle on she who is uh, Emerald who is seventeen boyfriends away at college she's cheating on him with another woman. Hold on, Emerald, we're gonna gamble. Drew, me to go. You got a dollar? Yeah, throw that dollar in here. In the fire. All right, go ahead. Um, uh, sort of a violent home. Uh, mm. Dad leaves around the age of six to eight. Uh, 
she uh, is victimized by various people, neighborhood, other male and female sort of figures. Not overt, but just sort of uh, touched and groped and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe overt even. I think she sent Raped away... Raped from 12. I'm going, she sent away for the transcript of a uh, Aaron Spelling's mm-hmm. show that had to do with the beach. No, I will go with... I don't have a clear one. Ian, you go ahead. I, I, I'm going to have to say... I, I don't know if her father was sent away. I think her father stayed, but I think her father... I, I think she was... I think she's heterosexual, but I think her father might have abused her sexually. And uh, and that kind of sent her into limbo on which sure. way to go. That's a good, good bet. All right. I'll I'll go. I'm going for the Grand Slam. I got a, I got a raped at 12, though. I want that one. You got raped? Uh, raped at 12. I'm going... Did you get alcohol in there? No. Okay, I'm going alcohol. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Wait, 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 what about alcohol, though? Dad. Dad's, Dad's alcohol. alcohol. Don't give me crap, yeah. <laughs> Come on, I almost had the alcohol pass through. Emerald. Yeah. All right, what happened in your childhood? My mom left when I was four. Mm-hmm. My... She finally came back into my life on and off, and I was molested by my stepfather. Mm. Oh, so she came back in came long back. enough to bring uh, the pedophile? Yeah. That's one. How old were you when that happened? Isn't she nice? Um, How old? I was four, you were from four, four to eight. When he was abusing you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was raped when I was ten. Ooh, true. Was, what'd you say, twelve, Drew? Ten, I said twelve. Wow. Ooh, close. But my dad stayed around, and I lived with him. I moved back in with my mom, and that's when things went into a downward spiral. I'm at my mom's now. I'm leaving. I'm moving back in with my dad. Um, but my dad stuck around. He's been pretty much the only thing stable except for my boyfriend. Your biological And I was involved with drugs and alcohol, Drew. I mean, Adam. Mm, I was going with a parental thing, though. Oh. No drinking? Uh, No. Mm. I'm in the program. Oh, that breaks my heart. No, you are, but I mean your parents. Well, no, wait a minute. My dad is a recovering alcoholic. There you go. The gene came from somewhere. Yes. Yes. My dad is a recovering alcoholic and I, addict. I always have mixed feelings about the right, show. So why don't you I was raped at 11. Yes, there's <laughs> high fives going around the room. What, uh, what, do you have a sponsor? You're working with a sponsor oh. right now? Huh? You're working with a sponsor right now? Yes. You talking about these relationships and your behaviors? Yes. Who raped you when you were 10? I don't know. Where were you? Life of me, I can't remember. Were you were you somewhere? Were you yeah. at the park or something? Yeah. You're at the park? walking home. Oh, God, people. Uh, how, do they, how do they know? How do they know? How do they see that 10-year-old? I uh, think that's the one. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to think of it as random, but we talked to too many people on uh, too many evenings to find out that when somebody effed around with you when you're three or four years old, somebody gets to you like when, you're, when you're 10 or 11. And then they get to you again at 16 and 17. On them. Oh, my God, it's incredible. <laughs> Um, well, that's right. what predators do, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's human predators, right? Yeah. They, who knew they have the same senses as a, as a cougar? Yeah, well. Emerald? Yes. All right, so you're kind of acting out on all this that's gone on, right? Yeah. I, I focus on your... Yeah. Emerald, how long have you been sober? Um, I relapsed, so I've been sober for like three days. All right, how about before that? A year. All right, so, so stay focused on the program. How long were you out? How long was I out? Um, couple months. What was, what was the drug, primarily? Acid. Oh, boy. That's a serious relapse there. Oh, boy. What are the drugs? 
acid and crank and marijuana and mushrooms okay. right. and so, any kind of alcoholic beverage you could like okay. give to me. All right. You need to not be having lots of relationships. You need to not make any major changes. You need to work on your program, okay? Okay. You really do. Don't begin anything. Just stay focused on your program. Anything that challenges you right now is going to increase the possibility of a working on them but my team is working on down in my basement one is the um the ultimate lie detector mm. not the lie detector where it's go oh, the guy's got a nervous personality who the hell knows where he put a thumbtack in the heel of his loafer and it's not registering right i'm talking about a definitive lie detector test that is accepted just like the breathalyzer is and then we then get rid of all the lawyers and all the judges and all the juries. No one will ever do jury do, duty again. Right. We will come up with a device that is it is undisputable. How about, it, how it about like, like uh, defending your life? A tape. What happened? Okay. Everybody have a running well, tape with a... Shut your mic no, no, off. No. What? Wait a minute. Okay, good. Now listen to this. We have, I mean, we, for Christ's sake, we, we have uh, things uh, orbiting Jupiter. I mean, we have a lot of technology here. Oh, and I figure we're just a few years away from the technology to definitively define whether somebody is lying or not, and that becomes our new court system. And we treat it like the breathalyzer, which is we tell O.J., you take this. And if he says no, then you're in. You're guilty. It's just like when you get, you know, it's St. Patty's Day tonight. If you get loaded after the show and get pulled over on the 405 and the CHP guy tells you to blow in the breathalyzer and you decline, fine. You get your license suspended. You go to jail. That's it. It's, it's, it's guilty. We could get this piece of technology in, and we could do away with all this. I mean, how many uh, dollars did it cost the taxpayers to drag out? You, know, you name the famous trial, and I could put a huge dollar in manpower uh, time next to it, right? We get this invention in place, and then that's it. It's well, totally revamped. Okay, Adam, what happens yes. when it gets so widespread that uh, anyone can use it at any time? You don't have to use it in just court cases or in police precincts. You <clears> can <throat> use it on, Adam, uh, do you like me? Well, yes, yes, I do. A big red light goes <laughs> buzzing behind your head. It's it, it, the mystery in life. But it's sort of like the space shuttle. There's no home version of it. It's, it's, a, it's an elaborate no. piece of technology. We have it at the courthouses. It's, it's, it's calibrated constantly. It's looked after. It's an international team of scientists who come up with it. We all agree upon it, and then that's it. Anyone who's up for anything, if there's any suspicion, whatever it is, John Monet's parents, you go in and you take the thing. And if you don't, then you're in. That's it. That's it. And we don't ask you a whole bunch of questions either. It's, uh, listen, are you in any way responsible for the death of your daughter or the death of Nicole or Ron Brown, whatever it is, and that's it. Yes or no? Pow. Done. Don't take it. You're out. Do you swear you'll never sell on QVC? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be a rich man. I want a court system. So this is one thing I'm working on. The other invention I'm working on is the uh, memory array system, <laughs> where we take these poor people like Emerald here who were molested by their stepdad and they were felt up it's by like men in black, and we just erase it. I mean, we shake their head like an etch a sketch, and Wouldn't there's nothing left. They don't have any memory, and instead we put in head cheerleader and captain of the speech and debate team and uh, honor roll student, yeah. and then they go around walking around with a puffed up chest. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Um, Drew, we, I'm no, giving, we each got a piece. I'm giving you a dollar for the rape. Um, and the uh, 
Right. All right, Ian, what did you, uh, what was your call on that? Uh, dad abused him. Uh, father sexually abused him. It was a stepdad who did it. Mm, I didn't I hear a step in front step of dad. I didn't, no, I didn't say step. step, that's true. Yeah, but yeah. So this is my dollar I'm giving him. Give it to him. It's my dollar. Look that again. I'll both come with that one. All right, choke on that. And you got the alcohol. Right? All right, I get the alcohol. Well, that was, uh, that was nice. Christina. Hello. You're 17. Yes, I am. Hey, how about my uh, jury in a can? Um, sounds like a good idea. It really does. I'd be all for this. Listen, the guilty have, uh, um, pardon me, the innocent have nothing to fear from this device. Don't worry about it. And uh, there's no more, uh, it does not see your skin color. There's none of the racial stuff going on. There's nothing, you know, we don't need a jury with five women and five guys or three blacks and five Eskimos. That's it. It just sit them down and test them. Christina? Uh-huh. What's your question? Um, well, I'm wondering what the symptoms of a miscarriage are. Crampy abdominal pain and bleeding. Okay. Is and that general it? irritability. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, it depends what stage of the pregnancy you're in. Okay. If well, a, a fetus may come out at some, some stages. Okay. How can you tell? Is it just like, is it just bleeding? Can it be like, like your period or? It can be just like your period. Okay. Most pregnancies end in the first trimester that way. People don't even know they were pregnant. Okay, well, how how soon can you know if you're pregnant just from, like... Two weeks. Two weeks? Mm -hmm. Do you have an unprotected sex? Yeah. And you've had bleeding since then? Um, yeah, I was having cramps and bleeding and well, swings and... It's even more important that you make sure this isn't a tubal pregnancy, an ectopic pregnancy, because that also causes bleeding and pelvic pain. And there's no way you can tell the difference. So you need to get checked out, Okay. Okay. All right, can you stop having unprotected sex? Um, nope, uh, can't. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, that's all right. Just have a kid. I have a I'll second question. <laughs> Why would you try to arrange some oh, form of protection? Excuse me? Why wouldn't you try to arrange some form of protection? Um, well, I probably should. Why wouldn't you? Um, I have no reason not to, other than laziness. And stupidity. Right, but the laziness. Lazy is not picking up the crap uh, that the dog left in in the yard. You know what I mean? That's lazy. By the way, I mean, maybe there was a reason that Mother Nature put made pregnancy so dangerous uh, in in throughout human history. You know, you know, twenty percent of women would die in childbirth right. throughout history. They do away with half so, our list. <laughs> that's right. It's the point. So people would be a little more careful. Of it. Oh boy! All right. What was the other question? Um. Well. Uh, if I do see a doctor about it, um, mm -hmm. I mean, like, would he be able to tell? And if he could tell, should I tell my ex-boyfriend about it? Would He will be able to tell if you are pregnant or if you have an ectopic pregnancy. He could not tell you if you had been, probably. Okay. It's possible. Sometimes you can, but probably not at this stage. Okay. Should uh, I tell my ex-boyfriend about it? If you end up to be pregnant? Um, is your ex-boyfriend is out of your life? Um, yeah. What would your purpose be in telling him? I to have try no to idea. Try to suck him back in a little bit? Well, maybe. But right, then don't tell him. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Start having protected sex, would you, Christina? Okay. Uh, Wait, shouldn't this guy have to own up at some point? I mean, it, she's not pregnant. No, whether even if she was, I mean, if he was, if she is pregnant, yes, you should tell. But the I question mean, even was, that the ex-boyfriend. No, the, her question was, if I had been pregnant and miscarried, oh, yeah, should yeah, I yeah, tell yeah, him? Yeah, so yeah. forget it. Yeah, you might as well name it too. Yeah. Like Christina. Uh huh. All right. Don't get pregnant. Yes, sir. Please. Could have, Please. Get, could have worked oh, your dollar back on that. So one. out of money. Got a letter from the IRS today. Told them that I owed him seven dollars and like fifty-eight cents. Oh, 
but I'd love to just load a van up full of uh, fertilizer and drive <laughs> it into that building. <laughs> You're going to get it. The, the uh, Secret Service yeah, going to be all over you tomorrow. Mad, but I just yeah. got to go on a, just a mini tirade. You know, I paid like you know $200,000 in taxes last year. Meanwhile, I sit home uh, like a, a hermit. I mean... Uh, like Howard Hughes, like a like a poor Howard Hughes, and I don't use anything. Never call the nine one one. Never call the cops. Never call the fire department. Never use the libraries. Don't have any kids in school. Don't do anything. Never even got drunk and ran over a road sign. That's what I'm going to do. By the way, I'm going to like uh, weld uh, some rebar to the front of my car and just start taking out traffic lights in use order to get some compensation back from the city. I just paid these a holes like eighteen hundred bucks. They said I owed them. I owed them. I owe them. I who paid them two hundred grand last year owe them for using none of their services, and they want seven dollars and fifty six cents now. I would. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that money. I'm going to. I'm going to. You know what I'm going to do? You crap I'm going to eat seven dollars and fifty six cents worth of nickels and crap it into an envelope. <laughs> God. Damn, when did I, this country become socialist? I just want to, really quickly, 33% taxes, that's what I thought it always was. Now it's federal. Yeah. Then you pay 50%. state, and then it's 50%. Fix or whatever it's 50%. that is. Oh, wait till you get a TV show. You're in nowhere near 33%. That's what I'm saying. It's Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. That's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Fun, too. It's, it's nice when... Uh, I know. I, I, I want you to understand, though, that uh, you're talking about earning money in an in a, in a environment where people don't have to actually earn the money. I mean, you, oh, you know it's oh, like TV, actually yeah. work for money. Oh, and, that's you know, horrible. It's just, come on. Yeah, thank God I don't work now. I'd really be pissed. Roberto. Yes. You're 17. Yes. What's going on? Well, I just wanted to know how effective the male oral contraceptive pill was. Oh, it's real good. Which? What are you talking about? That's I, over 100%, isn't it? About uh, 110, 115%. That's, right. that's so available now. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? I heard that the FDA approved like two or three months ago for use in the United States, the male oral contraceptive pill. Not that I'm aware of. F the FDA, that's what I say. Not that I'm aware of. I, I don't, and there are different things being tried, so I'm not quite sure what product you're talking Have about. Have they had this thing? There's various things being tried. but uh, They've had it in Europe for like 20, 30 years, something like that. Oh, they've had everything in Europe. Yeah, I know. Screw Europe. I'm tired of hearing about this stuff. Huh? I, I, well, I need to know, Roberto, what you're talking about exactly. Get pregnant. What? Well, at least if we did, they wouldn't get pregnant. I think you're thinking of the morning after contraceptive or emergency contraceptive. No, they they were testing this. So they they're, they're testing lots of stuff for men, but they really not come up with anything consistently effective. Or I heard that they actually, you know, approved something. I, I have to know exactly no. what you're talking about. So. Who are you talking to? Who did you then statement? Okay. From where? A newspaper? Oh no, I heard it on uh, Good Morning America actually. Really? Well, maybe there's something going around. Yeah, we'll look into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but listen, Roberto. Yep. Plan on getting laid between uh, now and the time that you can buy it over the counter. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Yeah. So think about alternative uh, forms of birth control. Oh, uh, that's right now. And safe sex. Phenoxynol and condoms, anyway. Oh, that's good. And and there, there will I, I'm all in favor of male contraceptive when it comes around, but uh, yeah, yeah. Why? Because women shouldn't have to bear the total burden of this. I'm for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm for uh, hitting entire groups with, uh, like, gamma radiation and sterilizing them. But then who's wearing the protection from diseases? Well, I'm not very, saying you shouldn't wear a condom. Point. You should also wear a condom. Then what's the well, point of having them wear, uh, taking the mail? Condoms yeah. fail. Nah. But, uh, well, come nah, on. Well, please. 1% in the house. Ian's thousand. right. Ian's no, right. 
12 percent out of 100? 12 percent. Twelve percent. Two hundred and fifty percent. Sorry, economy is eighty-eight. Give him a break. Economy is eighty-eight, ninety percent. Yeah, but that, but that's, but if it is used, if properly. you're used properly, what do you think it is? Two percent. Really? Yeah. All right. So Ian's right. I'm just trying to agree with you. Buddy. Thank you. That's all. Ian Bailey, significant others. Fox Wednesday, nine o'clock, and we will be back. Talking politics with uh, Ian Bannon. What are, you, what are you pointing at, Ian? Piece of paper, can I get one? Oh, yeah. Significant others. Fox, Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Taking the uh, place of that, um, that, uh, that, that rusty old sled known as uh, Party of Five. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, and I was surprised to hear from Ian the Party of Five just started turning some numbers uh, this season. Now, I remember I used to watch it its first and uh, second season, and I thought, hey, this is a really good show. And I know it didn't get any kind of ratings, and it was a matter of fact, there was like sort of like a letter-writing campaign or yeah, something to keep it, keep it going. Yeah. I mean, they were going to get rid of this show. It had such a loyal base of fans that they, they would go to those lengths. And it caught on... But I thought it caught on three years ago, not last year. This year. Wow. Or this year. And uh, everyone who's in that show is going off and like making movies and doing all, all the stuff we're not doing, Drew, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. Robert. Hey. You're 20. Yes, Sam. You're on Loveline. How's it going? Good. Dr. Drew, we've yeah. listened to you since 1991. Okay. You pretty much, you know grown up with you, so we trust your opinion. I got a couple questions I want to ask you about LSD tonight. Okay. The first one, pretty much everyone that's, that's ever done it, or you always hear all over the place that when you do this, when you do LSD and you have like real, just bad sensations, physical sensations. Like what? You know, just like pain in the joints or in the spine, and things like that. It's always like ascribed to being strychnine or some kind of contaminant. Mm -hmm. And the drug, but then I've read a lot of things. I've read stuff. I mean, it was over the internet, so I don't know how. Well, that's what they think it is. You mean when you have that, it's well, because it's, it's, it's been there's polluted. This there's this strange right. habit that people. That LSD is an extremely uh, protean, uh, has a extremely protean broad effect on the brain, and so almost anything can have diverse, very diverse effect on the brain. What's protean? Diverse. Uh -huh. Almost anything can happen, and so to ascribe bizarre behavior, anything you don't like. All of a sudden, becomes ascribed to some contaminant. When in fact, the Ian drug, from uh, Solvang, by the way, they don't use they don't work protein in it. Of that and I'm like, hey, that's uh, quite a protein selection of soups you got there, Mr. Anderson. Uh, All right, so so you know we'd have to talk about what the specific symptoms are. Yes, certainly, street drugs are often cut with all kinds of things. Uh, but the drug LSD can do so many varied and destructive and unpleasant things that you don't have to go beyond the drug itself to look for an explanation. Okay, okay. Also, I wanted to ask, it's, as far as personally, I've never, after I've used it, I've not wanted to use it for like months thereafter, but... Is, is LSD an addictive drug? Like No, it isn't. It's not it's, one of those momentum drugs. Well, it's it, like mushrooms. It, there's, there, there, right? Well, we know about mushrooms. You I, know? Well, I'll tell sure. you about mushrooms. I did mushrooms uh, I did mushrooms the first time when I was like 21. I, I proclaimed this as uh, the greatest drug ever. And then the next time I did it was about 
six years later. <laughs> now I'm lazy. But if I if it was addictive, I would have gotten back on that. And then I did it like once, like six years later. And then I did it like once, like three years later. And then that was the last time I did it. But I had a good time. Well, uh, these drugs do have tolerance. That is to say, if you were to do it six or seven days in a row, you'd need more each well, day. To you get couldn't the do mushrooms. I Your side hurts uh, too much. And you've been people... Laughing. People who are addictive uh, use substances. The, the, the use of substances is so rewarding and such an important mechanism that addicts use to deal with unpleasant feelings that LSD sometimes gets thrown into the mix, but the drug itself does not cause addiction. Okay, okay. All right, thanks a lot. All right. All right, All right take care. All right. All right. Drew, ever done the mushrooms? No. No. Ian, mushrooms? No, no. I'm interested. Yeah, that's really missing out. Ian, ever done? No? Really? You're kind of uptight, Ann. <laughs> she knows humor, though. Lisa? She does no comedy. Um, Sherry, you've, you know, used to deal mushrooms for a while, right, out of the club? No. You've done mushrooms, though. Oh, yes. Of course you have. Please. Pretend we're not on the radio for five seconds. You, okay, thank you. <laughs> Engineer Mike, certainly you've taken your hand away from your penis long enough to put some mushrooms in your mouth, haven't you? Two times? Yeah. How'd you like it? Did you get weird? Not that good. Did you get off? Did you, did you see trailers and all that stuff? You didn't see anything. Okay. He said. <laughs> see, the, the thing about mushrooms is uh, it's kind of weird. If you, if you don't take enough, you kind of, you know, it's just like, it's a very fine line, though. I'll explain this to Drew. Uh, Annian, by the way. If you, you never really know how much to take because it's like some hippie hands you a handful full of, like, stems and crap, and it smells like crap. You don't know what the hell it is, really. But... If you don't take much or you don't take enough, it's just kind of like getting stoned. But if you take too much, you really get weird. I mean, it's like a yellow submarine, and like you're an extra in yellow submarine, and you just freak for hours on end. You have a bad trip. Um, I was fine for about uh, an hour until and then the Lee Press on Nail commercial. And came then on. the Lee Press on Nail <laughs> came on, and I was sitting in front of the TV with a uh, drool bucket under my chin. And I'm watching TV. Now, the beauty of, uh, and maybe this is the key to Aaron Spelling's success, everything is entertaining when you're high on mushrooms. I was watching TV. I mean anything. Anything you watch is entertaining. And I was watching a commercial for Lee Presson nails, where they uh, take these you know, three-inch fake nails, and they, the woman breaks the nail. Oh, why the night, honey? Oh, you grew a new one at the end. So... She's pressing these plastic nails on her finger, and I'm high as a kind on mushrooms, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, we're living in a society, man, where, where the female species take pieces of red plastic, and they stick them on the end of their, like, claws, and this is, like, attracts the male species to them because... They got this long red plastic that's hanging off the end of their fingers, and and and, and this is the society that we're living in, man. And I was like, oh, oh, oh there's a, you know, God forbid a commercial for like some sort of mascara would come on next, and they're like painting the top part of their eye, and, and males are into this because they look different. <laughs> and I was really spazzing out on the whole. Because really, what it does when you get high on mushrooms is you just got dropped down on this planet. 
See, now you, everything's new. It's yeah, like, you see some chick walking around with six inches worth of red nails and a bunch of eye mascara on and a, and a boob job. You think nothing of it. You turn on the TV, you see some pro wrestling guy jumping off the top of the ring with a hood on. You don't think anything of it. But when you're high on mushrooms and you flick over and see some pro wrestling and you see 40,000 people on their feet cheering while some guy's holding a guy in a, like, scissor lock, you go, wow, what are we living in? <laughs> This is the weirdest place in in the in the universe, and you really spaz out. And then later on, you like sober up, and then you're right back in the middle of society, and you don't think of it. Now, isn't the whole idea when you do mushrooms that you should be out in nature and in, in the wilderness and doing? Adam's, and Adam's never been like, in nature. I didn't want to get. <laughs> no, I stayed home and watched TV. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I went out. I went, here's how far into nature I went. I went on my friend's front lawn. I saw a bee flying around. <laughs> And I could see the vibrations coming off of its wings. Like, you know when a bee falls in the swimming pool and it flutters around and you see those things coming off its, you know, in the water, the little waves? I could see it in the air. And I went, okay, it's enough with nature. I'm going back in the house and watching TV. So I sat there and watched TV for an hour. A great, uh, the other great show I watched was Japanese women pearl diving in a beautiful crystal pool somewhere, like some bad 60s Sinatra-type movie. Yeah. Doris Day movie. Yeah, and then my friend uh, came over all high on coke and started yelling at everybody, and I just spun out. I, I, then I started getting weird, and then I went into the bathroom, and then uh, his girlfriend, who was all high on coke, came into the bathroom with me and shut the door behind me and said... Why don't you like me? And I went, wow, I love you, man. I love everybody. And she said, no, you don't like me. I know you don't like me, and it's coming between you and uh, I won't say the guy's name, but uh, he he tells me. And and I said, I love you. I love everybody. Let me see your nails. Okay, it's cool. (laughs) And she she was all high on coke, and she was really paranoid. She was cornering me in the bathroom, and my buddy's banging on the door. What's going on in there? going on? Don't make me kick your ass. And I'm going, man, could you just leave the bathroom and just leave me to my own aura? You're infecting my aura. And um, it really, the Coke and the mushrooms, bad combination. The whole description of what you went bad combo. Nauseated and gives me a headache. No, I was having a good time. But I'll tell you what you do when you get uh, high on mushrooms. You label people as what they are. Like this one guy, evil power. That's what I called him. Okay, evil power. I can't, I can't deal with this. And you just look at people, and you don't, now you just call them an a-hole or whatever, but you get real weird and cosmic, and you start seeing people's little glow come off of them. Oh, yeah. Opens your mind up. That's how come I'm such a great artist. And it was after that day. It was only another 10 years before I got into radio. So it it opened a lot of doors. Did you true later about these people? You didn't know it before? No, you kind of know it, but you just label them. No, no, you see things more clearly. Oh, please. Yes. Right. Please. I would would label you boring power if I was Yeah, but you would do that sober. But I'd want to hug you. We'd have to hug you. You couldn't stop me from hugging you. Carol? Yeah. You're 26. Yeah. Are you asleep after Adam's tirade? What? Okay. I can just barely hear you. What's going on? Well, I've been married for four years, and my husband, oh gosh, he's 49, and for some reason, I just, I can't keep up with him sometimes when we're making love, and you would think of it, it would be like the other way around. What do you mean you can't keep up with him? Well, it's like, he, he's like the Energizer Bunny. He keeps going and going and going, and I just can't do it. <laughs> Why did you marry a 49-year-old man? 
45 year old, I guess. Oh, 49. But when you met married, it was a few years ago. Right? Well, then she was. No, he's 49 now. Two. What, what, okay, what's the hold on. We got to go to break. <laughs> Did you think I might have We got the Wells Summer Scholars. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm getting a contact high off these mushrooms. I can still land faster than Carol. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll come back and figure out um, why she can't take the hump. Mike got his hair shaved off. I like that. God lives underwater on next week. And that's where we're listening to, right? You into um, you into techno or you into house? Me? Yeah. What's the what was the second thing? House? Never heard of that. I don't know. Is there a house? Techno. Oh there is. I said the same thing. You said do you like techno or do you like techno? Uh, I don't like techno. Oh more beat in the house? Yeah. You in the house or you in the techno? Oh, I must be in the house. You're in the house? And you're uh, you're out of your new life for romantic phase. Yeah. Fell <laughs> <laughs> a while here last night. That was, uh, was a... Um... That was a little blast from yes, the past. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. I was uh, talking to someone today. She was 33 years old. She said, I was listening to the show last night, and uh, who's Bow Wow Wow? And I said, where did you grow up? And she said, Tennessee. There you go. And I said, uh, in 1982 in Tennessee, I don't believe... That was a playing game. a whole lot of Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. Probably a uh, little Hank Williams. Maybe uh, maybe the Gatlin Brothers. I don't know if they were around back Merrill then. Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash. Haggard. That's right. And uh, Solvang, they didn't have any Bow Wow Wow, did they? No. He would have been three. Yeah, I was, uh, no, I was like uh, six. And, um, no Bow Wow Wow. Well, they have like a lot of Lawrence Welk. I was all about Sesame Street at that time. So. <laughs> I should have watched that. <laughs> I wouldn't watch anything that, that that could be considered educational that had been stigmatized for me. Sesame Street, Zoom, uh, The Electric Company. Ah, I, I labeled it uh, 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 fodder for pussies. But you watched Schoolhouse Rock. I watched that because it was in between, like, you know, Speed Racer and Kimba. Right. Remember Kimba the White Lion? Sure. Okay. Um, Carol, mm -hmm. you're 26. Yeah. That's right. We're so talking to you. You got, you got married four years ago, did you tell us? Yeah. See, when he was 45, and our question was, why did you marry a 45-year-old? Well, for one, we had a lot of stuff in common. We still do. Um, like what? I love him. Like what? Well, we both have, like, old cars, like his Corvette. Um, we both like Harleys. Um, oh. A little white trash going on here. <laughs> <laughs> what year is his vet? It's 77. Oh, that's white trash. Where do you live, Carol? On the north side. Of what? Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> I was guessing Spokane when she said north side. <laughs> the fashionable north side? Where the elite meet to eat? Um, no uh, class. All right. So um, what's this guy do? He works with metal? No. Um, actually, he's he's in a meat company, but sales. he also, yeah, he also does car and boat and motorcycle restoration on the side. Mm. So oh, there's metal. a little metal yeah. in there. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. What's he doing with the 77 vet? That's a horrible he's, he's year. Almost, he's, almost, it's, it's, he's almost done restoring it. Oh, boy. You might as well restore Vega yeah. at, that, at that point. 77 is a horrible year for those. Uh, he'll be horrible for everything. Yeah, everything. everything. Nothing good came Don't out restore of anything that came out in 77. Or, or 78. Hey, and by the way... Uh, I know since we're taking a walk down memory lane, where are all those, uh, remember those uh, time capsules you'd bury? Yeah. Like around 77, 78? Who buried? Hey, remember when time in capsules school, like were real popular? Yeah. yeah, in grammar school. Yeah. Where are those? 
They're still there. Or dig well, them don't we dig those up? You know, like 3,000 years. 3,000 years? I thought we were going to dig them up in like the year 2000. Yes, yeah, well, that's not here yet, so. All right, I want to I want to see some of these uh, damn time capsules coming out of the ground. What did you I'm, put in your time capsule? Um, it was like uh, I don't know. It was like a uh, you know a poster from Leif Garrett and uh, you know a Happy Days T-shirt or something. I, I don't remember. It was in junior high though. I remember burying the time capsule. I don't think anyone knows, and the guy who knows where it is died. Carol. Uh huh. And twenty six. Oh, so what's he doing? He's having sex with you for how long? Oh gosh. Um. Sometimes it'll be like for forty five minutes to an hour. Mm. And you're getting sore, right? It's not that you can't keep up. It hurts. Uh, well, it's just like... Yeah. Why don't you speak up about it? <laughs> Why don't you speak up about it? Right, but listen, what do you mean you can't keep up? All you got to do is lie there and pretend like you're having a good time. <laughs> Why don't you tell him that? Hold on. I want to get to the bottom of the can't keep up. What does that mean? Is, to be blunt, I get dry. Yeah, it hurts. Well, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it just... All right. Now I'm hanging up on you. It's just uncomfortable. Listen, some guy's humping on you for an hour, and you're dry. Doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's getting some chafing. There's some there's uh, there's some irritation down there. This I can't keep up is sort of a euphemism, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of are you but getting... It's all, it's all couched in her being not worthwhile and not good enough. And the fact is, you need to speak up, Carol, tell them what you do like and what you will not tolerate, and you don't have to be uncomfortable in this act. You can find other things to do with him. He needs to know when you're not feeling good, and you've got to tell him. That's all. Put God, a stop to that. God bless her, though. Wouldn't KY Jelly take care of all this? Mess? Mm. No? Ask, uh, it, it will help, hurt. but yeah, but it won't. It runs well, out pretty listen, fast. The guy's not going to listen to reason. He's restoring a '77 vet, <laughs> one of the worst vets ever made. Justin, yeah, you're 20. Yeah, how you guys doing? Good, good. I love the show. I got to say, first off, thanks. Um, had a couple questions for Mr. Bailey. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? Uh, I saw a screen of a better place out here in San Francisco oh, a really? couple weeks back. Oh wow! And. Uh, Thought I might like to uh, shout that out while while you're trying to promote the show. I haven't got to catch the show yet. I should have said that. Uh, Ian uh, did a gay porn film before yeah, he got was, onto significant the, others. It's called a better place. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question was just like, uh, if you had any other film work previous, like independent. I know it's kind of hard to catch these these kind of low key. You know, no budget type films. I, oh, I also got to talk to Vincent, uh, the director of A Better Place, yeah. when he was out here. Uh, what is that film about? It's uh, wow. It's a, it's like um, it's like an after school special with bad language. Uh, yeah. It's about uh, a group of of uh, kids in high school who. It's about an obsessive relationship. When my character gets character gets extremely obsessive over another uh, young guy. Oh, it is. It is gay porn. No, it, it, it's it's not. You were supposed right. to wonder. I never clearly oh, define whether he is or not. You're supposed to. You're supposed to wonder about it. But I, uh, we accidentally kill somebody, and then I try and cover it up, and I kind of involve him in it, and it just snowballs downhill from there. And uh, I tell you, I love any film where somebody gets killed by like people who aren't killers, and then they have to cover up for it. That's always good. You know what I'm talking about, Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I like that. I like when k people kill people by mistake. They like run like, them over uh, the car. Graves End. Yeah, and there's always that. I saw that. There, there's always that line where they go. One person says we got to turn ourselves into the cops, and then the other guy says, "You fool, they never believe you." 
or uh, you're going to ruin my scholarship, or the little fights, a couple breaks out, and then they decide they got to they got to dump the body. Did you dump the body? Oh, God, I was wondering, what did I do? Uh, what do you do with the body, Justin? <laughs> I think they where they drag him off to the side of the road and make it look like an accident and throw like he he pelts him in the head with a rock hard enough to kill him, and then uh, they make try to make it look like an accident and dump the rocks. Uh huh. That's, that's more about the movie than you. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it a couple times. Actually, the first time I didn't catch the kind of gay undertones, but the second time I did. It was, wow. It's, it's subtle, but it, it's uh, it is it does kind of leave you wondering. So did you really like it? Is that why you saw it twice? Um, I thought. Well, I thought, I hung out with the director when he was down here. I and, see. Um, I kind of did the first time I went down there to meet him, and then uh, a couple days later, kind of got some friends to go check it out. They all liked it. They we all been talking about. You know, uh, Vince had said that um, Ian had a show coming up, and so uh, it was it was cool to catch him on. Uh, Talk about significant others. Fox Wednesday night, nine o'clock. Exactly. Sneak that so, um, And also, I just wanted wondered if you have any other uh, film work coming up. Uh, no, that's the only one in the uh, that that one's that, been in the freezer. The that's the one. Was pretty solid, I thought. Thanks. You know, that was my first film work, and uh, I was I was pretty nervous about doing it, but uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with Greg Araki's work, but uh, I'm yeah, in no. his latest uh, effort. No, nowhere is that it? Yes, that's uh, one he did, and uh, I'm in his latest film, Drew. I don't know. It if I brought name, that up. It? It's got a name, but I can't remember what it, it is. Times. Is Justin gone? Yeah. Who? Is Justin gone? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Justin. Well, he can hear you. Okay, thank I you. Just, we can't hear him. That's the way I like it. So you were in Nowhere? Uh, no, oh, I was yeah. in the next film. Which well, hasn't been released. It's not out yet. Okay, I guess. We shot it, and that's what we call it. We, we, say we shot we shot the film. Uh, just Well, my part was only took place Let's over call, there. Let's call, please. But anyway, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Karina, Karina. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi. What's going on? Um, I just recently gave my baby up for adoption, like six months ago. You were a heroine. You were here. You're a hero. <laughs> I don't know who to talk to. I can't talk to anybody. It, it, it must be really tough. It's very, very But tough. I hope you will feel gratified in understanding oh, I, that you made a choice that was truly self-sacrificing and on behalf of the child in the best interest of the child. Did someone make you do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it was the right thing to Who do. Made you okay, do well, it? that counts. Who made you do it? Um, my parents. They uh, told me that if I didn't have an abortion, that I had to move out. So it was that, or my aunt gave me the choice to go live with her in New York. Well, I'll tell you bless what. these people, yeah. by the way. These are the people who deserve the medal, not the Karina. The aunt? Who the aunt that left? The aunt and the parents. It suggested the abortion and and that whole thing. Well, which ones, the aunt or the parents? Uh, more the parents with the abortion, I I would say. Wait, well, I'm I sorry. What did she aunt. do? She she had the baby. Yeah, went up, put it up for adoption. Now feels feels bad. And I tell you mm -hmm. what, Karina, I, I tell your parents that you need some help uh, now that they've forced you to do something that you didn't necessarily want to do. And I'm I, I'm delighted you did. I'm sorry you're in pain. I. You, you've saved a life. You've created a better life for the child that would have either been aborted or been, not been able to be cared for. You've done that. You've, you've sacrificed for somebody that you really care a lot about, and you should be gratified about that. But you need help dealing with the loss. It's just, I, I don't know who to talk to. The, uh, you need to talk to somebody. Well, what about your aunt? She seems No, good. you need somebody, a, a group. I like me anymore. You, you need a group. Well, or stay with her for a while? Because you gave up the baby? I, I lived with her for like a year. She's done with you. She 
just doesn't want to have anything. But look, the pa- your parents who created this, help create the situation, need to help you deal with it and get the support and help you need. Go to let me give you a helpline number to call. Somebody else you can continue talking to after you. I love the us. fact that's on the side of the computer and Dorothy swinging around every time. Here is a uh, youth crisis line. It's one eight hundred five two two eight three three six. Again, that number is one eight hundred five two two. Eight three three six, and they can talk to you uh, at your leisure and continue speaking with you about this issue. But I do think it's going to take some time. It's a tremendous loss that our culture doesn't teach women that they're going to experience when they either abort or give a child up for adoption. There's a right. biological bond there that is profound. There are emotional issues, right. value issues. Get off the pulpit for a second there, Reverend, and uh, let me power through a couple of calls. I know we start this thing late, but you're rambling on uh, tonight. Uh, Damien, 17, relationship means life. less to him. Would you shush up? Then, uh, then the chase. Dumps girls once he gets them. Damien? Yeah. Is this true? Yeah. All right. It's all about the chase. You'll get yours right. in the end. You have a penis. Hmm. Don't worry. You'll get your heart broken and your penis in a sling. Um, there's still time. Tara's 21. How uh, to get Guy? She was seeing, uh, seeing off. Oh, off her back. Tara? Yeah. Um, stop wiping yourself. Okay. Be, be really clear with oh, okay. him. Uh, to create whatever force and structure. Jimmy's is 20. Why does he climax so fast? Yeah. How fast is fast? Man, like uh, 45 seconds. Okay. Uh, I'm telling Master you. Masturbate right before you have sex. That's right. Remove a bullet from the chamber, and I will guarantee we can add 15 seconds <laughs> to, your, to your time, bringing you up to a full minute. And as you know, now you're in the minutes. As soon as you get out of the seconds, you're doing fine. And, then, and when people ask, you just go, oh, it's up to minutes. Minutes. <laughs> a few minutes. Monica. Hi. 20 was molested when she was five. Is she still a virgin? Yes. Absolutely. You haven't had sex with any guy? No. After that? No. We're, we're granting, You're a virgin. We're granting virginity. Yes. You know how the Pope has the power to, uh, like, um, restore, uh, restore marriages yeah. and stuff like that? I have the power to restore the hymen. It is back. It is in one piece. <laughs> go on. Uh, go forth, my child. Do not procreate. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You're fine. Take care of yourself. And, uh, sorry, last but not least, uh, Stephen, 22, bro has Tourette's and epilepsy. Will it affect Stephen's uh, future children? Do you have any problems, obsessive, compulsive? Not that I know. I've never experienced anything. Tourette's. Um, He's been under medication for the last few years. Did he have any injury during childbirth or anything like that? Did he or did I? He. He, not that I know of. Okay. I, I, if you don't have any syndrome or any symptoms at all, it's unlikely that it's something you're going to pass along. Okay. All right. And uh, the kid can't start swearing until at least he's three, right? right. Anyway, so it's going to be a hard one to figure out. Yeah. All right. We're going to break. Significant Others. Fox, Wednesday night, 9 o'clock. I predict a hit. And um, Ron Brewington of uh, National Urban Radio <laughs> decrees uh, it's a smash. A puck of shatter. 